For we are many. Okay. Verse 10. And he kept begging him urgently not to send them himself and the other demons away of that body. So what the demon was doing is to ask Jesus for permission not to be casted out. Listen carefully. The demon was asking Jesus permission not to be casted out of the body. The demon was asking Jesus for permission not to be casted out of the body of that person. But to do what? Mm-hmm. Now a great head of love was grazing there on the hillside. That speaks. Huh? And the demons begged him, saying, Send us to those homes, okay. that we may go into them. Okay. Verse 13. So he gave them permission. So who gave them permission? God. Jesus gave them permission. God gave them permission to enter into the pigs. So first of all, he gave them permission to come out of that body and enter into another body. See, I can cast out a spirit from Minister Esther into this, the body of Mr. Angela and still move the spirit from Mr. Angela to Mr. Esther. For a spirit to have access into your life, you have given that spirit permission. Scripture says in the book of John chapter 1, the first 11 to 12, he came to his own. His own received him not, but as many as received him, to them he gave them power, authority to become the sons of God. And scripture says, by this same power he has sent us. This same authority he has sent us. So if Jesus had power, if Jesus had authority to give permission to a demon to come out and enter into another body, you also have power. You also have authority to cast a spirit out to enter into another body. Which means that you have the power to give permission to any spirit that is tormenting you to come out. I'll be okay. If you realize that there is a kind of thing that is perfecting you, that is worrying your life, that is disturbing you, you have the ability to give permission to that spirit to come out. Because the reason why that spirit is inside you is because you gave it permission to come in or to stay. How long it stays in your body, how long it stays in your life is determined by your permission. How long you stay poor is determined by the permission you give that spirit of poverty or mama. Are we okay? Until Jesus gave that spirit permission to enter into the pigs, the spirit remained in the man and it was tormenting the man. And that same power that Jesus Christ had has been given to us to cast out devils. That you shall walk on scorpions and serpents and they shall harm you not. You shall cast out devils in my name. You shall heal the sick in my name. Are we okay? So, for you to cast out a spirit from a person, it is you asking or you giving permission to that spirit to come out and go somewhere else. Are we okay? So, you can, when you are praying a prayer in your life and you feel there is something tormenting you, something worrying you, you go says, I give you permission to come out, to enter here, to go here. You can send demons on errands. You can send spirits on errands. 
for Jesus to have given permission to the demon to come out and then give it another location to enter. For it is the demon being sent on another errand. Oh, are we okay? So does it mean you can cause a spirit to bring money from somewhere to you? Yes. Forget this fake malams or juju fetish priests. Forget the fake ones. But they are the ones that can equally change leaves to money. When we do miracle money, what do you think we are doing? When we declare, Momo, bring your ATM card. Bring your Momo number, lift up your phone, and we pray for you and give Momo alert. What do you think we just did? We sent a spirit, or I sent a spirit on an error to bring you money. Do you understand? So when you have financial struggle, you are not, you are not supposed to be pitied, you are not supposed to be crying. Send a spirit on an error. Send an angel on an error. Give them errands, like send them. Are we okay? We are supposed to send them. So in our warfare, we are not supposed to war against poverty. I bind any spirit of poverty in my life. I bind the spirit of power. No, 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 no. Send a spirit on an error to come. And if there is a spirit of poverty, a spirit of money in your life, just cast it out. Give it permission to go out. Give it permission to go out. Say I declare. Every spirit, Every spirit tormenting me, tormenting me. I, declare, I declare, I give you permission. Defeat spirits 
See, I am teaching you. I am teaching you. I am teaching you these things. This is what I do to get what I have. It is important. If you don't learn them, you, you will be a babe forever. Because a time will come. Perhaps you might call me and mopping, like even right now. And perhaps you need a thing urgently. Minister Joey gave a testimony at the other time. But he was speaking to the father, and what the father was saying, he wanted to text me and talk to me, but I wasn't also <laughs> responding. And he probably had to do it. He had to take it upon himself and solve it himself. Imagine if he was dependent on me, he would have lost it. But at the time, I had thought about something which he applied and he got a testimony. And we okay. So if we don't understand these things, we will begin to worry ourselves. And a bishop, a friend, or a kid. Why? They are just casting out the spirits. 
and the spirit is not given a place it should go. The kids have an open heart. If not, their guardian angel is not strong enough to defeat that demon, it can possess them from birth. So you are calling me all not the near assassin. But then you're not hot. Something happened somewhere. Okay, now I saw it. Destroy uh, your body. 
but be afraid of the one that can destroy both your body and your soul. Other scriptures say the one that can destroy your body and your spirit. This is why I said no one can heal you. Matthew 10 28. No one can heal you. So be not afraid of the one that can destroy your body. So the devil has an ability to destroy your body. But your body is not you. Listen, your body is not you. This body is a container of you. It is a container that houses you. Who you are is the spirit. Huh? If if your spirit should come out of the body, see, it is the spirit that gives expression to your physical body how you look. Listen, it is your spirit. The way you are looking physically here, yeah? when your spirit comes out, that's how you will look like. But the reason why you are looking like this physically is because of the position of your body. Like, am I making sense at all? The way you are looking physically right now is because of the composition of your spirit. Okay, in physical terms, if you have a bottle like this, Okay, the water is formless, right? It's uh, shapeless, what have you. But when it is poured into the bottle, it takes out the form of the bottle. This is different from how it happens in the spirit. The reason why you look like this is because of how your spirit looks like. If your spirit is shapeless and formless, and you don't look like this, then that means that if your spirit should come out of the body, then you should look different from how you look physically. But when people die and they come out of their body, they look the way they look. Physical thing is different from spiritual thing. That is why someone can die and someone can be alive and say, now I saw my grandmother. I saw my grandmother. I saw my grandfather. But the person is dead and gone. The body was buried. How did the person know this is my grandmother? It's the composition of the spirit. So when someone, when people say they will kill you, they are not actually killing you. What they are doing is to just destroy your flesh, your body. But your spirit, your life still goes on. Huh? When they frustrate your body to make your spirit come out of your body, your life doesn't end. Your life continues. Your life continues. No one can kill you. Not even the devil. That's why you don't have to be afraid of the devil. He cannot kill you. What he can do is to frustrate, torment your flesh. But then again, when you are able to alleviate your spirit, you can bring healing to your flesh. Oh, are we okay here? Yeah. Are we okay? Yes. So, do not be afraid of the devil. He cannot kill you. Do not even be afraid of men. They cannot kill you. I will make boom watching them. No! Almost to be boom. No, no, I'll make Maybe your flesh. But even so, our spirit will be elevated to bring healing to our flesh. I remember on campus, um, during our first degree, there was a lady who went to step on something that was made for someone. And when she got out, she stepped on the thing. And suddenly, her foot, I don't know if you are right or the left, but one of her foot began to grow bigger than the other. So she cannot wear shoe. They had to customize 
sleepless for her. Because this leg is smaller than the other. So if you are only size 39, you can't wear both legs at size 39. And she came for one of the meetings in which I was an online meeting with them, uh, signs and tokens. And then by God's grace, I ministered to her and I cast that spirit out. Suddenly her leg shrunk like. And then she was operating, but I had cast the spirit out of it. Someone wanted to kill her. Wanted to kill someone. It didn't happen, and she went to step inside it. So now, as her leg is growing and it will get rotting eventually, then it will worry her spirit for her spirit to come out of the body, because the spirit cannot take the number of pain it's going through in the body and to eventually die. Now that spirit was cutting out. The moment the spirits came out, the leg was becoming equal. That is why at the night beyond the natural, sorry to say it again, I said some people thought it is food. Because we were dealing at that moment with spirits. So what was being casted out of people for the tummy to go down was spirit. The moment that spirit goes out, the tummy will go inside. But when we are dealing with food, natural stuff, it's a different thing. It's a different way to tackle it. No, do you understand its composition? It's a different way to tackle that one. And when dealing with spirit at that moment, it's a different thing also. Are we okay here? So she came, I think one time back, she came for service on a Tuesday service. She, the moment she got healed and her leg shrunk, she went back into the world. She came back for one of our Tuesday services at the Hazina City and she was talking about her leg again. If some of you were there, you remember this particular girl? I made everyone know that it is her. That her leg shrunk and now that she was okay, she left. Now that the issue has come back again, she now knows that uh, when the young man meets her, we can't help you. So she was coming back to get her leg, her leg to get. Oh, I need my hair by God's grace. Please now make your mind here, but then I need my hair And she left also. So she's coming to use the man of God. She didn't keep the miracle that was given here. She didn't keep it. The miracle that she received, she didn't keep it. She didn't keep the miracle. Are we okay? So when things are being casted out of your life, learn how to keep that miracle. Learn how to do what? To keep that miracle. Okay, man of God, I want to conclude this message quickly. Let's read the book of Matthew 11, verse 11 to 12. I'm concluding this message. I said the message wrong the other time, and I said that we're not supposed to pray and shout. God doesn't enjoy it. I'm concluding with this Matthew 11, verse 11 to 12. Matthew 11, verse 11 to 12. Yes, please. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, he, is, he, he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Understand this scripture first, first year. Many of us quote this scripture wrongly and we try to understand that John the Baptist is better than every man. No. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, from the time of John the Baptist till now, there is no one greater than John the Baptist. Huh? So if we should take the account of Abraham, Enoch, Isaac, Jeremiah, all those people, when we compare them to John the Baptist, 
shadow. No, the thing is just maybe Bible not talk again. Hair story. No, I get story. I said the other time that if 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 I wasn't working out to those and I'm not seasoned is even prophetically here, I will feel this Christian stuff is 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 gimmicks. Yeah. The way I think, the way I am, man. If I think, if God did not call me in this miraculous aspect of my ministry, I'll feel all these things and you believe me. Because even myself, even after waking up the ground, I go ask the people, are you sure it worked? <laughs> Imagine if I'm not a man of God. <laughs> and I became a journalist. Imagine what I would do. Yeah. I asked them, if you ask me, Mr. Mr. Emma, when you when, when Tommy went inside, ask them. I said, are you sure? Tell me, show me, yes. Are you sure? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, show my trash. I, I can see it personally. Are you sure? <laughs> Even the video, I, I, I said, I'm like, are you sure you can see it? I'm like that. So I can get more results. More results. Are we okay? Right, so no man can kill you. Then he said, we are greater than John the Baptist. Then he goes ahead to the verse 12. That since the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And violence did what? Uh, can I declare it for more attention? Since the days of John the Baptist, what? The kingdom of God did what? Suffered violence. And violence did what? So by this we declare, in the name of Jesus, you who died and rose of the we begin to declare violence. And we begin to shout. Declare, say, hey, who say hey? <laughs> and we begin to pray violently. But you see, before we pray violently, let's understand what Jesus is saying here. Just since the day of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. So before we explore the kind of violence we must do or we must enter into, we must know the violence that, that happened since the day of John the Baptist. Then we can tell which violence you are talking about and how we can take it by force. So then by force, is he saying we should shout? Let me, okay, let, let, let's all answer this. If you are taking something from someone by force, do you have to shout? Please, simple question. Do you have to shout? So why do we shout in prayer? Something say you have to shout. Why, why do we shout? And then we have little God say, oh, you are not praying at all. I'm not feeling you at all. I'm not feeling you at all. Scripture says, they don't do the baptism. The kingdom of God is open for them. Why are thinking my foot? You are not falling at all. The right foot for it. Lift up the right hand. <laughs> we are at war. It's time for battle. Are you ready for war? Yes. <laughs> all those things are going on. And we are quoting the scripture wrongly. The violence that happened since the day of John the Baptist was the violence where Satan and took out the dominion from man. Satan violently took it. And there was violence in heaven where Satan was cast down. When he was cast down, violently he deceived Adam and Eve and he took of their dominion. This was scripture is talking about. And when that thing took place, scripture said, and then what? Violence took what they took by violently from them. Violence take it by force. And scripture said in the book of Colossians chapter 2, the verse 40 to 15, that Jesus Christ, when he died, he rose up and he went into hell. And he made a public spectacle of the devil. 
and he took from the devil the key of life and death from the enemy and he brought it back to us. So what the devil took from us from Adam and Eve, God or Jesus Christ, when he died, he rose up and he took it from them also foul lands. So oh, if we are supposed to take something foulnessly from anyone, the foulness is not supposed to be directed to God. It's supposed to be directed to the enemy. So you can't be talking to God and be shouting at God. Can we understand this scripture? Don't quote this scripture wrongly anymore. So sorry, you want us to shout in prayer. Because you want us to shout, you are quoting this scripture wrongly. The promise here was Jesus going to make a public spectacle of the devil. The same way he shamed Adam and Eve and made them lose their dominion. The same way Jesus Christ also shamed him. He said it in front of his agent. And he gave us a key of life and death. This was the violence that took place. If you just post the book of Colossians 2, 14 to 15, to Matthew 11, 11 to 12, that's what it talks about. Then we go to Jesus said, My father, his ears are not deaf to hear you, neither his hands to shut. Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus 
when he met the problem of death at the tomb, he did not shout at God. What did he do? He spoke meekly to God in the heavens that you hear me always. I thank you that you hear me what? Always. You all, every time I went for prayer, you enter to prayer when you are speaking in tongues. You enter to prayer and speak to your shouting. They want God to do everything. You don't even thank him. You don't thank him that he hears you always. You don't thank him for what he has already done. Or what you are even asking that he's already done before you ask. Anytime you enter into prayer, enter into prayer first and foremost about thanksgiving. Not about what he has only done before, but what you are even asking that he has already done it before you even ask. That is how to hit the heart of God. Are you here with me? I was teaching some people some things. But when I need something from God, I meet people and I share testimonies with them. By the time I leave there, either that same day or the next day, I receive testimony. That's how I pray too. I can use you for prayer. Huh? Me. When I meet you, I can use you for prayer. You see what I'm talking about that time? You see what God do? When I meet you like this, and you, I'm talking to you about what God has done for me, what God has done, what God is doing in my life, what God is doing. I won't just talk, you know. I'm praying. Listen, by my simple action of telling you what God has done for me is a prayer of thanksgiving. Prayer is not only you talking to God. Though. Prayer is man speaking to spirits. I'm talking to you, a spirit. I'm speaking to you. I'm sharing testimonies with you. God hears I'm glorifying his name in your life. Then he answers me. My heart desires. So this one he goes ahead to say, he thanks God that he hears him always. Then what did he do next? Yes, I know he always hear and listen to me. Uh-huh. So he did this one to God first. He did this one. John, um, he, Jesus did this for God first. Okay. Uh-huh. But I have said this on account of and for the benefit of the people standing around. So he's now coming to shout because of the people around him. Not because of God, but on the account of the people around him. This is what Jesus is telling how to pray. He's shouting is not because of God, but on the account of the people around him. Okay. So that they may believe that you did send me. This is the thing. So if I'm shouting in prayer, but when you hear it, when the testimony comes, oh, I heard him when he was praying. Oh, are you here? This is why you should shout. Always <laughs> that God is not hearing you. I should shout the loudest. Shout the loudest, and God will give you the greatest miracle. It's a lie. <laughs> the loudest amen is the biggest miracle. It's a lie. It's just a way to make you shout. Just a way for you to you know, get your attention. What should be like? Have you not heard it before? Give a lot of shout! I would say, oh, some of you are screaming, you are smiling, you are not shouting. But it shouldn't be added to it that if you should shout the loudest, God will give the greatest miracle. It's a lie. The shouting is not for God. The shouting is for me. This is why you should not be shining around and be praying. When you are praying, some of you will be facing the wall. No. Let us hear your prayer. When we hear it, the testimony comes in I'm journey channel. <laughs> but what did he do now? That you have made me your messenger. Uh-huh. That's what he did. So 
He had said this. He shouted with a loud voice. What did he do? He shouted with a loud voice. What did he do? He shouted with a loud voice. What did Jesus do? He shouted with a loud voice. And he said what? Lazarus, come out. Did he shout to God? No. What did he shout to? The problem to Lazarus, the dead body. Lazarus, come out. That was what the shouting was directed to. So when we are shouting in prayer, and we are thanking God, we are supposed to be shouting. The people will say, hey, when we are thanking God, we are praying anyhow, when you go to pray about which is the demons, you are shouting. Why should, why should you do this one? It's the right way to pray. You don't expect you to be shouting and be thanking God. No. Are we okay at all? Do we understand this? Our something is not supposed to be directed to God back to the problem. So Jesus, when he got to God, he said, I thank you that you hear me always. But for the sake of these people, then he lifted up his voice, a loud voice, and he said, Lazarus, come out. Can someone say, come out? 